You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with Yaha Abdul-Mateen II for the trial of the Chicago 7. You know why you're on trial here? It was until I saw that. Martin's dead. Bobby's dead. Jesus is dead. They tried it peacefully. We gonna try something else. These rebels without a job. They're a threat to national security. This revolution, we may have to hurt somebody's feelings. Get out of the street! Get out of the street! When you came to Chicago, were you hoping to draw the police into a confrontation? I'm concerned you have to think about it. Give me a moment, would you, friend? I've never been on trial for my thoughts before. Hey, Yaya, thank you so much for talking to me today about the trial of Chicago 7. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me. You play Bobby Seale, who co-founded the Black Panthers and was arrested as a part of this political trial. How much did you know about Bobby Seale and the Chicago 8 and all of that prior to coming to the project? Yeah, um, I didn't know anything about the trial, about uh, about the Chicago uh, 8 uh, or, or, the, or the Chicago 7, as, as uh, some people call it. Um, I did know about Bobby Seale. You know, I, I grew up in Oakland, California, um, and Bobby Seale in Oakland, California, he's a legend. You know, he, he's an extremely charismatic figure, um, a historical figure. The presence of the Black Panthers is very, very strong um, in Oakland. So it'd be pretty hard to grow up in Oakland, especially West Oakland, where I grew up, um, not knowing about the presence of the Black Panther and, and Bobby Seale. Um, and, and so when I did get the opportunity to read the script, you know, I was... 10 pages in and I said, oh, I, I said, I have to do this. I said, I have to be a part of this because it was a chance for me to, to represent uh, uh, my hometown, you know, to, to, you know, to tell a hometown story about a hometown hero um, and to put a little bit of Oakland attitude and flavor on it. You know, one thing that I do know about Bobby Seale and about uh, the legacy of activists from Oakland is that uh, they are extremely uh, outspoken, uh, charismatic and, uh, and passionate. And so uh, Bobby Seale definitely fit that bill when I had the opportunities in the script to, um, you know, to step into a lot of those characteristics uh, while also, uh, you know, giving a performance that was dedicated to a good cause. And did you do much research to kind of help as you developed your performance? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, um, I uh, read uh, Bobby Seale's autobiography, um, uh, Along the Rage. I, I, uh, I uh, watched countless uh, interviews. I wasn't able to get in contact uh, with him. Um, but I watched uh, interviews of him to learn about his mannerisms, to hear him speak, um, to hear him speak about things that had nothing to do with the trial or had nothing to do with his political life at all. It was very important to me, for me to understand what made him smile. You know, he loved to cook. And, you know, I, I learned so much about an interview uh, from him um, in prison where he's, he, where, uh, he's been incarcerated for a while. He's been placed in solitary confinement and he comes out and does this interview still in prison and he talks about, he talks at, at length about how to make a good gravy and then how to make a good stew. And he has 
he's over the moon and uh, he, he speaks with so much delight, you know, when he's talking about this. And I said, oh, this is a man who loves life, uh, who loves uh, uh, pleasure and who in his, and what some would, what one might assume is a very dark time for him still has access to that light, still has access to um, uh, ideas of, 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 of pleasure. And so when I went into my performance, I wanted to hold on to that, hold on to his humanity. And I wanted to get him back home to his wife and the people that he loved and to his kitchen and, you know, to his recipes. And, you know, so that, that's kind of how I set off on my journey. That's really cool. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. He was mm -hmm. so passionate about food. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. He wrote a book about barbecue. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. Well, uh, throughout the trial, Seal is, uh, and, and throughout the film, Seal is very much like isolated um, mm -hmm. from the rest of the men on trial. So how did you prepare for portraying that part of it, for portraying the, the isolation uh, that Seal was going through, especially when working on the film with such a large ensemble? Yeah, you know, um, I'll answer it this way. I think oftentimes, even in this industry, right, I'm never really alone. You know, uh, I think I have, I have my agents, I have publicists, my managers, I have uh, family, I have fans, I go to work, I have coworkers and things like that. But we look at some of my films, look at Aquaman, look at uh, The Matrix, uh, what else I have? I think The Greatest Showman had a little bit of that in there, Baywatch, a little bit of that in there. I, I, I pretty much work in a white world. 
uh, I think Black Americans know how to work and exist in a white world and be a part of a group, but be completely alone at the exact same time. Um, didn't take much preparation to, in order to step in order to step into that. You know, Bobby Seale, um, he, he he so 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 this was an exercise in being present through that through that through that loneliness. You know, through that through that isolation. You know, uh, um, and and it helped with the direction. It, it helped with with uh, you know with 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 where I was seated in the courtroom. Um, it helped to, sh to, 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 to highlight that Bobby Seale was in prison while everyone else was free. And so what that brought, up, brought upon was a certain uh, irritation in my performance, a certain, um, and also a certain um, determination to, uh, to do this on my own if I have to. You know, he, he was, the, the fact that he was in that position me meant that he had been resilient, you, you know, uh, uh, meant that he had been resilient up until that point. And so he would have to call up on that same type of resilience, that same type of independence in order to get through that moment. And so uh, I just really armored myself with, with, with the experience of what it's like to live in a world that's not made for you, but, uh, but to continue to, um, but to continue to, to persevere. That's great. Well, one of the hardest to watch scenes is of course, when, when your character beaten and bound and, and gagged. Take me through the mental preparation that you had to do in order to film that sequence. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I, I um, one of the, I think one has to be careful as an actor, one has to be careful not to go into that with uh, expectations of an, end, of, of an end result. If anything, that it's, it's so important to be, to have a, to have a need and to be present. To, to stay in the present and to not to get ahead of myself um, in a moment like that. Um, I knew that Bobby Seale had been fighting for his independence. He'd been fighting for his freedom. He'd been fighting for other people, but overall he was fighting for humanity, for his own humanity. And so I had my ideas of what makes me a man, what makes Bobby Seale a man. And I knew that this judge was going to, was attempting to, 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 to strip him of that. Uh, and that there was a there was a greater cause at play, but you can't really perform a greater cause. You know, I think you just have to have a need. And Bobby, at the end of the day, he needed to be seen as a man, and as a human being, and as the human being that he wanted to be to be acknowledged as. You know, you 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 you, they treated him like an animal. You know, and it was my job to be to maintain my uh, my manhood. And my human, my my uh, humanness, and so um, I put that in my mind. I put that in my body. I try. I put that in my spirit as much as one as much as one could. And then I said, "Okay, sign me up. You know, I'm ready to go." And so when they hold you down and they punch you and they put the gags in your mouth, I'm a man the entire time throughout that. You know, you 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 want to put me in handcuffs and march me out in front in front of everybody else? I'm a man. And my head is high, so I so that I had to uh, uh, arm myself with that and not and not get ahead of myself or any end result. You know, the end result was not my responsibility. My responsibility was to continue to feed myself in the ways that I can as an actor, um, in order to hold on to my manhood, my dignity, my pride that couldn't be taken away from me in, in, in that moment. 
and then to carry out the rest of the rest of the scene and hope that hope and pray that um, that you that I've armored myself up enough uh, to get a good result on film, you know. Well, again, Yaya, congrats on this uh, incredible performance uh, in film and, and all the success you've had this year. My gosh. So um, mm -hmm. just uh, congratulations for that. I I'd love to hear, you know, you've got some ama amazing projects coming up. Um, yeah. uh, anything you can tell me about Matrix 4, Furiosa, what you're excited about those projects? Man, I'm excited. I'm excited for some, you know, for some character work, for some, you know, for some solid uh, character work to show different sides of myself. You know, I got into, you know, acting because, uh, because it's fun and it gives me an opportunity to, to to be a kid and to be, you know, to show my different sides. And so, uh, The Matrix is a continuation of that. Uh, Mad Max is 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 a is is a continuation of that. Candyman is a continuation of that exploration. Um, and and so I'm really really fortunate to to have been steadily, you know, uh, working and, and you know achieving some achieving some some uh, some uh, success over the past couple of years. Um, and just looking forward to sharing that with the world, you know, um, and, and then keeping it going and, see, you know, seeing what else we can do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're excited to keep, keep seeing what you got. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howitt's interview with Yaha Abdul-Mateen II for The Trial of the Chicago 7 here on the Next Best Picture podcast. The Trial of the Chicago 7 is currently eligible for SAG voting in Best Ensemble Cast and Best Supporting Actor for Yaha Abdul-Mateen II and is currently streaming on Netflix. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. You can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. If you're feeling generous, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, rate us five stars. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.